0: So if your name's Spoo and you hail from Cape Town, we want to say thank you for that big, fat, juicy, great choice of song. Uh, Mi and La Vida seems to me like a perfect summer song for today. The weather is beautiful, although I understand in Cape Town there's a bit of a rain, so hope uh, it lifted your spirits for sure. Talking of lifting your spirits, in this year's European Film Festival, there are 12 new films being screened, and it is running the 7th, European Film Festival in South Africa from November the 12th, which was two days ago, to the 22nd. It's virtual, it's accessible, it's online across South Africa. On the line with us, we have Lucy Kennedy. She's the co-director of a documentary called The Eighth, which focuses on grassroots activism and grassroots activist campaigns with regards to the 1983 Irish, Irish Eighth Amendment. Lucy, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Lucy, what a fascinating story. And I found it fascinating because I had been unaware of the Eighth Amendment. And I wonder if you could start by telling us what that was. It came out in 1983.
1: Absolutely, yes. So, I mean, Ireland in 1983 was a very Catholic country, very influenced by the Catholic Church and abortion was always illegal, but after um, the decision in the United States to make abortion available in a widespread way, there was a real concern in Ireland that there might abortion might creep in. So even though it was illegal, we had a constitutional amendment, and what that constitutional amendment did was it equated the right to life of a woman with the quote-unquote unborn. So that meant that if a doctor had to decide between a woman's life and a fetus. They were in an impossible situation. So for years, this put doctors and Irish women just in a a horrendous situation.
0: So the the Eighth Amendment was um, put out or was started in 1983, which just feels like yesterday. And yet there was an event, and you do talk about it in the documentary, which probably was a catalyst for the repeal of the Eighth Amendment, was called the X case. Tell us a little bit about that case. Yeah,
1: it's funny because X was 14 years of age and I'm actually the same age X was uh, when when the case happened. And X was a young girl who had been um, raped by a friend of her father's and... um, she or and and she her family she became pregnant. Her family wanted to bring her to the United Kingdom to have an abortion, and basically they went to the Irish police to see um, about the rape and explained about traveling to the United Kingdom. And what happened was it went to the um, Irish Attorney General, and there was an injunction. So this fourteen-year-old girl, the only place you could only have an abortion in Ireland by leaving the country. So it became this national scandal because this 14-year-old girl was trapped from leaving the country. Now, it went to the Supreme Court, and eventually um, she was able to leave the country. Um, Unfortunately, I mean, she ultimately miscarried, but it was just this absolutely horrendous case. Um, The thought of this 14-year-old rape victim being trapped and being forced to carry a child, potentially. So really, it it was one of the big catalysts for change.
0: Lucy, when you decided that you wanted to make this documentary, obviously it was around the time that they were looking to repeal the act. There was a referendum. What was the decision on your part and your two co-directors to really work this documentary, speaking to the various people that you spoke to? Um, Some fascinating comments and quite disturbing in many cases as well. Tell us about that decision.
1: Yeah, so the three of us came together, um Maeve Boyle and Aidan Kane, and it was before actually a referendum was even announced. We didn't know there was going to oh, yeah. We've been working on this film for 4 years. Yeah. But we kn- knew that something was about to happen. Um this it, it, another tragic case of this um of Savita Halappanavar, a woman who died because she was denied an abortion in Ireland. Cadillac. It was a catalyst again, for an enormous amount of anger and a new generation of women just looking around them and saying, what the hell is going on, you know, mm. um, and really pushing for change. Um, so, um, yeah, so so in terms of... Um, sorry, Michelle, if you, if you just w- want to let me know uh, the question I've got. So, so, um, no, just
0: there was that decision made on your part to take take the documentary through all the way and and i was just interested in how you guys had decided it but i didn't realize that you had decided it quite a while before it had the repeal was um or the referendum was decided on yeah and uh, you see it's very interesting and unfortunately obviously in a documentary
1: you can't get into everything um so you see like the the primary protagonist of our film is this woman called Alva Smith, Smith yeah. who in a way her life mirrors the trajectory of the Eighth Amendment and the change in Ireland um, because her ideas back in 1983 were very out of the mainstream and now you know her ideas of feminism and what Ireland should be um, you know are, are are now reflected across the country but but the reason I bring that up is you know, she had been working on really trying to hammer out what is the right messaging, and she had been working on that for years. So the film doesn't go into the whole backstory, but there were movements happening. So we knew that this change was going to happen. We were three Irish women. We had all grown up in the shadow of the Eighth Amendment, and we came together and we were just, Really wanted to document this story?
0: You know, you mentioned the young people, this new generation of young people, and that becomes particularly young women. That becomes very, very clear in the documentary where young women are saying, this is my body, this is my right. Um, it, it was I mean that part of it I thought was very, very powerful. There was another part in the in the documentary where you you shoot the decision making inside inside government. Um, inside Parliament itself and one is what's quite distressing is how how split people are on on this decision and how angry that the fury and the divisiveness that is quite apparent with regards to those who believe in the termination of pregnancies and those who don't and that becomes very clear as the film goes along
1: Yeah, I think that's right, you know, and I I think, you know, the film does show, you know, the film has a point of view, absolutely. Um, You know, we are, as filmmakers, very pleased with the outcome. Um, But we did want to show both sides, and that was very important to us. Not only from a personal perspective, there's people I love with deeply held beliefs on who have different opinions to me, but also in order to give the context of what the repeal side were up against in Ireland. And there are extremely deeply held beliefs on both sides. Um, Absolutely. I mean, this is why it was such a big, big fight.
0: Yeah, yeah. And certainly um, a big, big fight, but also a big, big fight for young women who are saying that uh, they have their own reproductive rights or should have their own reproductive rights. But it does raise all sorts of questions. Lucy, you guys have um, had critical acclaim for this documentary. You must be delighted that it is taking place in South Africa as well.
1: Absolutely thrilled that it is taking place in South Africa. Um, I mean, it's so bittersweet because yeah. because of this global pandemic, you know, we can't be there. And I would absolutely love to be there. Um, I have never, I've only been to Johannesburg. I've never been to uh, Cape Town. Would love to be there watching the film yeah. and getting a feedback from South African audiences. I mean, if any of you, please tweet at us, please give us any feedback you have
0: Absolutely love to hear from you yeah well I have to say I found it an absolutely fascinating watch and in many ways you kind of waiting to see well what did happen because it wasn't something as I say that I was 100% aware of so well done on amazing documentary well thank you so much and thank you for your really thoughtful
1: questions as well really really appreciate this
0: Lucy Kennedy, co-director of the film The Eighth. And uh, if you don't know about The Eighth, which I wasn't aware of, in 1983, the Irish Eighth Amendment took place and it banned abortion. And then in September 2018, two years ago, the act was repealed by the Irish prime minister following a referendum in which the country voted. 66.4% voted to overturn the ban. The documentary follows... Uh, the time of the referendum but also time before it and it follows specific cases where the impact of the ban on abortion was demonstrated by two cases in particular as mentioned by the co-director Lucy Kennedy. It's a fascinating documentary and it really does talk to individual rights, human rights, live drama. There's a lot of confrontation. It's well worth the viewing. And if there are uh, anybody who wants to follow the 2020 European Film Festival, it's running and has been running from November the 12th until the 22nd. All you do is go on to eurofilmfest.co.za, eurofilmfest.co.za. All the films that are being shown are free except for one, which is the one about Greta Thunberg, It's called I Am Greta. That has a 50 rand entry fee, which will go to a climate action group. We have had a response from a couple of people about the proton. So Nick says the proton uh, was made or is made in Malaysia uh, by Lotus. And Nick says, yes, I own one. And yes, spares are a problem. So anybody who wants to know about the proton car, now's the time to say no, can do